At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Hello, America, and welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We're so glad that you've tuned in today. I want to talk to you about the new Taliban government because they're all cisgender. They're all cisgender, and the State Department pointed this out yesterday, and I thought, my gosh, thank you so much. Thank you, Secretary Blinken, for really talking about the things the Americans want to talk about. All the cisgender terrorists that are now and it's not I, and when I say terrorists I hate that because that's probably what you're gonna hang your hat on I know all you crazy Wild West cowboys but yeah okay they're terrorists get over it they've been largely marginalized but they're they're all cisgender can't we get one of those people that say that they're a furry animal character can we get one of those I don't know what the name is I know there is a name. I don't know what the name is, but can't we get... Yeah, okay, the Department of Interior, he is a terrorist, but he also thinks he's Bambi. Right? That's inclusive. We begin there. And the lies from Blinken in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. My Patriot Supply. What is going to happen... Oh my gosh, that is good. I'm sorry, I just took a bite of Stu's, I mean, Pat's wife's cookies. She is a cookie witch. I mean it. I mean it. That's, a, that's a compliment, right? I'm going to make sure. Yeah, oh yeah. I thought there so. is, mm-hmm. it's, it's witchcraftery uh, that is happening here with uh, she, because she just makes the best. I, I grew up five generations of bakers. Five. Mm-hmm. I've had good cookies. That's witchcraft. Kexi.com, which they are mentioned. so good. K-E-K-S-I. What is this one? K-E-K-S-I.com. This is uh, pumpkin, the pumpkin spice, I believe, which is incredible. They have a whole new... Uh, oh, gosh. I've never s- had anything like it. Seasonal Seriously. flavors. It's the... I mean, absolutely the best pumpkin anything I've ever had. It's incredible. I don't like pumpkin stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't I like it. it. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like it because it reminds me of this time... Yeah. Not this time of year because it's 115 degrees in, in Texas, but like when you need to get into the fall and it gets near Thanksgiving, I like to have the holiday stuff. Right. That is the the best thing I've ever had on it. It's incredible. Incredible. I don't know how they do it. I don't either. It has nothing to do... I mean, with- he's got to start paying us for this. And I, I mean, mm. more, in more than cookies. Uh, yeah, cookies are fine with me. I was going to say, it's going to have to be a lot of cookies, but you can still pay in cookies. Anyway, uh, my Patriot Supply. It is incredible how we can take things for granted. All the stuff day to day. I mean, have you gone through anything at all where you have not received what you ordered or you went out and you're like, what do you mean you're all out? I was at a... Um, uh, I was at a store last night. It was a pottery barn. And we were just getting some stuff for the house because we're two weeks away from having this house finished. Um, but uh, so we were at a pottery barn. And the lady's like, uh, yeah, I don't know when we're going to get that. 
And I'm like, what do you mean you don't know when you're going to get that? Uh, we're not really getting a lot of new stuff because it's, you know, the supply chain is down. And it's like everything, everything, the supply chain is down. And it's the global supply chain. It's not the national supply chain. You know, trucks are still on the road. Imagine what happens when that breaks down. Oh, and it will. It will. So what do you do? Please, please. Somebody said to me once, you'll know. You'll know when it's time to do things. Just look at the seasons and watch the trees. Metaphorically, look at the seasons. Look at the trees. Is it is it springtime or are we going into winter? Please have a four-week emergency food supply ready for your family. And right now, my Patriot Supply will get you 25% discount on every four-week supply that you, you buy. You should have one for each of your family members uh, and then probably for a couple of friends because, you know, they're like, I know where I'm going. No, because I bought ammunition when it was cheap. Preparewithglenn.com. Preparewithglenn.com. Save 25% on your four-week food supply right now. Preparewithglenn.com. All right, I want to start with uh, this from the Secretary of State, Blinken. Uh, this is... This is Blinken trying to tell everybody that, you know, gosh, darn it. We're trying to do everything we can, you know, but we don't have. Listen to this. This is as of now. Six. The Taliban are not permitting the charter flights to depart. Oh, no. They claim that some of the passengers do not have the required documentation. They claim. While there are limits to what we can do without personnel on the ground, without Mm -hmm. an airport. Okay, stop. stop Stu, there are limits that we can do because we don't have people on the ground mm. and we don't have an airport. Now, why? Why? This is an interesting thing. Why don't they have an airport and why don't they have people on the ground? Yeah. Is that interesting? Isn't for that interesting? Either of those things? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like an executed uh. stated policy by the guy you work for right. who bungled it completely. That's and, not why. And told us you have plenty of leverage on the Taliban. Don't worry. You got all kinds of things you can do. We don't need the troops on the ground. That's we true. don't need the airport. Because you know what? If I <laughs> think about this, if they don't allow these people to leave, we will not we will speak out against their access to global markets. Yes. And, and that is what that's what how the Taliban Those people who have been living in caves Man, what they've wanted is something from Pottery Barn. Right. They've wanted that. They're like, that vase is delicious. I have to have that in my cave. Okay, so go ahead. Play any more that he has to say. No more? Okay. Um, so there he is uh, saying that uh, they, the Taliban says uh, that some of these people don't have the right documentation. Hmm. Hmm. Now, what's weird? Here's what's weird. Here's what's weird. Um, we had four aircraft, uh, and we still have them. It was so weird is I've been seeing all week, this satellite photo of the airport. And I didn't realize, cause I don't listen to it. I just have it on. I don't actually listen to these clowns on TV. What I realized is that's a picture of our airline. That's our planes on the ground that the satellite picture. It was so weird. I was like, wait, those are our planes. You can see them from space. There are four planes that are sitting on the tarmac. 
they had people in them at one time. Those people had documents. Those people had passports. Those people had all the paperwork you could need. Okay. Then the State Department said, no, no, no. Some of these people don't have the paperwork we now require as of last week. Since since the Kabul airport has been closed, we need new paperwork. Okay, where do we get that paperwork? At the embassy. But there isn't an embassy anymore. Laughter from them. Well, you're just going to have to figure that out. No, I can't figure that out. Are you playing a game? Is this a game to you? The answer is yes. What the State Department has done today is they're flying people off that have already purchased tickets that were scheduled to be on a flight. And they're saying, you know, these flights with these American citizens, they're all getting off the ground. They don't mean our flights. They mean flights that were already scheduled to take off in Kabul. The State Department didn't do anything. The State Department hasn't done jack. When we called this morning, we were told we're still working really hard on it. Oh, are you? Are you? Are you? That was Blinken's office. Working really hard. Really super hard. Yeah, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. Now they're saying they don't have as much pressure as they thought they did. No. No kidding. No kidding. You don't have a you don't have any pressure. Wow, that's weird. Huh. And they're making people believe that these flights got off the ground. They're not. Because they didn't have the right State Department paperwork. And then the State Department said, hey, everybody off the plane and turn your paperwork and your passports into the airport to the Taliban while we hand them the manifest. So, yeah, now they really don't have the papers. Now they really don't have those little blue books because the paperwork was taken by the Taliban because that's what you arranged. Oh, my gosh. And then for them to come out and say, you know what? I have to tell you, <sighs> Taliban has in, unveiled their new uh, their new government. And uh, let me tell you, I know now this is a placeholder government. Just know we at the State Department. No, this is a placeholder uh, government because the Taliban's going to relinquish uh, all of their power very soon to the new government. This is an interim government. Does the Taliban know this, that they're going to be relinquishing this power? Oh, we, well, we have lots of leverage on them, uh, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. No one, no one, no group has ever made a hostile takeover of a country and says, yeah, we're just taking it over for a couple of weeks until things settle down. And then <laughs> we're going uh, to you know, let everybody else decide and come in here and they'll set up shop here in a few minutes. That's not, oh my gosh, these people are criminally incompetent. Criminally incompetent. But that's not the absurd part. The absurd part is that the U.S. and the EU is now expressing concern that this new Taliban government is too cisgendered. Too cisgendered. No. Yeah, not inclusive, not representative enough. Okay, they don't say that, you know, like there's no Christians. No, uh-uh, no. 
there's there's no buy people. Uh, you know, I, I look, I know is you're trying your best. I know. And you're all terrorists. But is the Department of Treasury run by somebody who's gender queer or gender fluid? Is it really seriously? Mm. We have to know that. Uh, you know, your your Department of Interior, yes, wanted terrorist, five million dollar bounty on, uh, uh, you know, on his head uh, put there by the United States government after we released him from Gitmo. Uh, yeah, but does he does he view himself as a two spirit, two spirit person? Really, seriously. He might be the Department of Interior, but how is he with interior decorating? Yeah, we don't don't know. know. We don't know. Mm -hmm. And that's. Well, they've come up with a helpful diversity and inclusion action plan for the Taliban. Mm. uh, And that will unlock billions of dollars in frozen funds and international aid. And all they have to do is make a few tweaks. And I've I've helped them out on this. I, I call this. I, well, I call this strategic actions for the Taliban as a nation. Acronym is uh, S-A-T-A-N. Uh, wait a minute. That's a complete error. I did not see that. I'm, we're going to change the name. We can't have Satan as the plan. Uh, first, Taliban. Maybe you don't call yourself Taliban anymore. Try this instead. Gentlemen with a pre-existing affinity for religious-based tactical harm. It's much less triggering. Uh, Taliban, it, I mean, think of this. Gentlemen with a pre-existing affinity for religious-based tactical harm. That rolls right off the tongue. It does. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and the CDC would like this. It, it, it goes right along with what the CDC is doing. Second, they need to create a ministry of diversity and inclusion. Now, this will help them form a much healthier government. And we recommend a ratio of three trans and or persons of color bureaucrats for every formerly incarcerated terrorist in your government. Uh, and the sooner you do this, the the sooner you can become a successful regime like the regime. It's totally accepted all around the world of San Francisco. Uh, it'll be great. It'll be great. People will be pooping on your streets in no time. And then you can get that stuff from Pottery Barn you were looking for. Exactly right. Exactly right. Third, fight climate change and pledge to get to net zero emissions by 2020. For you, it's not going to be very hard. Uh, But that's (laughs) that's That's a good point. Right. Right. This Uh, is the solution to climate change. Just everyone live like they do in Afghanistan. Right. Right. Uh, And it needs to be done yesterday. And you can come out as the biggest, greenest people ever. Fourth, initiate your own nationwide pandemic lockdown. This one's good. You want to lock people in their houses. Fine. Just say it's for the pandemic. Uh, You want to track your people wherever they go. You know what you should do? You should call the prime minister of Australia. No, wait a minute. You're already working with China. You got that one covered. Fifth, provide reproductive care for your women. And. And it, this is most this is the most important, I mean, fundamentally important types of medical care you can do. And um, since since it really is the number one uh, concern of yours, the care for women, I would suggest a chain of nationwide reproductive care clinics. Uh, and I would put them mainly in the Christian neighborhoods and convince them that you're there to help them. 
and these poor Christians can't get adequate family planning and then you kill their children. And so then you can weed out all the undesirables because that's the way it worked in America. Last but not least, uh, can you give us a new host for Jeopardy? Because we can't find one. <laughs> and uh, we think the first Taliban host of Jeopardy. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Wrong. Wrong. Yeah. Form your answer in the form of a question. <laughs> that would be good. You could chop off the buzzer hand if yeah, they yeah, don't do that. That's exactly right. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me tell you about Bilt Bar. Uh, you know. You don't have to snack on the same tasteless crap, you know, the awful protein bars. You want protein, you want something healthy, you want something to lose weight, but you also have a sweet tooth. I'm telling you, this is the closest thing to a fat pill. The Built has completely revolutionized the protein bar industry, and they're here to change the way you snack. Most protein bars, I think, taste like a doormat uh, because... You know, the maker's like, we're going to make something healthy. It's got nuts in it and seeds and all kinds of stuff that nobody ever goes, oh, I'm craving some seeds right now. Unless you're a bird. Bilt says everybody craves chocolate. Let's start with real chocolate. Let's make it taste like things that people really want to eat. Bilt bars. Then they got the flavor down. How can we make these? Low-calorie, low-carb, high-protein, high-fiber. When they get that combination right and don't affect the taste, that's when you have the birth of a new Built Bar. You're going to love them. Go to Built.com, use the promo code BEC15, get 15% off your next order. Built.com, promo code BEC15. 10 seconds, station ID. Hey, Stu. Um, gosh. Uh, let me just tell you, I'm glad the Biden administration is on this. Um, we are going to um, we are going to be the biggest solar panel uh, country ever of all time. Uh, half of our electricity is going to be done by solar panels by 2050. Uh, this is according to uh, the Biden administration. Right now, we're at four percent of uh, our country's electricity coming from the sun. Uh, but we're going to be at 10% uh, here just quickly, I'm sure. That's an incredible accomplishment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, we're, so we're going to be at 8%, and then we're going to double it to 16% by 2030. And mm. then by 2050, we're going to be at 40 or 50%, which is fantastic. Fantastic. Now, let me just, uh, let me just, uh, let me just riddle you this, Batman. Okay, just, just for a second. Okay, just, just help me think this one through. We have all these cars and uh, lots of them. I don't know if you've noticed this. Lots of cars. A lot of people, yeah. Okay. They take lots of energy, okay, in the form of gasoline. But gasoline is bad. Bad. We are already having in places like California rolling brownouts and blackouts, right? Um, We're already having problems with our electricity to provide enough for uh, the, the growing America. But now we want to take all of our cars by 2030 and there won't be a gasoline engine to be had by 2030. And that's the thing. New York wants to make them completely illegal to buy at all in by 2035, I think. Mm-hmm. GM is building their last V8 combustion engine cars right now. Right uh, now. 
They're in the last, this is the last Almost model. Almost everybody's doing that. Yeah, pretty much everybody. I yeah. think GM is done by, what, 2025? Something like that? Yeah. Uh, and so they're all going to be electric. Um, let me ask you, mm. uh, gosh, we're going to get 40 or 50% of our energy by 2050 from the solar panels. And that's for the consumption now. Where are we going to get all that? Uh, where are we going to get all that power at night? When the sun's gone night night and no power is being uh, brought to the table and every car has to be charged to solve a problem like that without fossil fuels. What you would need, Glenn, is, you know, this is just I'm just throwing it out there. Space age. But like if you had something that was like basically an unending source of electricity that was completely clean and provided no emissions unicorn that unicorn that has an extremely uh unicorn highly performing urine. uh safety record over a long period of time right. that's already proven technology that has been improved dramatically right. since the last generation we started that, using i know that nuclear if, energy fits all of that but we can't even think about that one Stu. that's bad that's not environmentally that's not friendly bad. i'll tell you that i mean that that's worse than bad that's badder Badder than bad, bad? Worserer? It's really worserer than the baddest batter electricity. Good. Let's just throw up some solar panels and just not turn on the lights at night. Thank you. Much easier. Somebody had to say it. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello. Charge your car during the daytime. (laughs) Hello. My pillow. You want to doze off the minute your head hits the pillow? Sleep like royalty all night long. Believe it or not, I have not been somebody who can sleep right away. That can put my head down on the pillow and just fall asleep. Never been that guy. Uh, between the uh, between the pillow and the sheets that I have from my pillow, I mean either that or it's just I don't know. They're drugging me. I, I don't know what what else it could be. The Giza Dream Sheets now are on sale for a limited time. I fall right to sleep. They are so comfortable. The pillow, you only have to fluff once. You don't have to wake up and toss and turn and fluff it all the time and find a cold spot on the pillow. Giza Dream Sheets on sale now for a limited time, 50% off with the promo code BECK. 50%. Now, this is Giza cotton, softest cotton in the world. They're breathable, cool, uh, extremely durable, get softer every time you wash them. Wow, you should wash them. I should try that. 60-day money-back guarantee. Just go to MyPillow.com. MyPillow.com. Giza Dream Sheets. As low as $49.99. Promo code BECK. And head over to BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. You'll save 10 bucks off your subscription. Love to Blaze TV. This is the Glenn Beck Program. You know, it was... um, the idea of Woodrow Wilson to have the country run by experts and you could find enough experts that were not political at all and those experts would just know what was right and they'd tell the American people what was right and we would have this big administrative state in all of these departments and the departments would run things because they're the experts and they know best as we're seeing now in all of the departments the Department of Education is is our schooling better or worse since the Department of Education? How's the Department of State doing right now? Hey, California, how's the Department of Interior? 
Right? Am I right? These experts are discrediting themselves at a record level. Because everyone on TV now is an expert. And they all tell you, listen to us or die. If you don't listen to us about the science, you'll die. You'll die of global warming or global cooling or global mediocrity. Uh, you will, you'll die because of the pandemic. And if you don't die, well, then you're going to kill somebody. All these experts are discrediting themselves. And what happens to a society when it doesn't trust its experts at all? What happens to a society where they reject science, not because of science, but because of the way scientists were used? I thought we would ask one of these experts who uh, has been rolled over with a steamroller. Uh, his name is Dr. Scott Atlas. He's just written, he's um, um, just been uh, f- f- featured in a piece, Science Killed Itself Over COVID-19. I want to talk to him a little bit about that now. Hello, Scott, how are you? Great, thanks for having me. So um, you were a former member of the White House Coronavirus Task Force. Um, we found out that Anthony Fauci this week, because The Intercept released 900 pages uh, of things that they were trying to actually discredit uh, Rand Paul with, found out, gee, Fauci did do a lot of stuff on the you know, gain-of-function research. What did he know? When did he know it? Did you have any idea, Scott, while you were there, that Fauci was... I mean, could be kind of responsible for some of this stuff and had more information than we were led to believe? Well, I came uh, at the request of uh, the president in the White House in in the beginning of August. So that was sort of eight months after uh, seven, eight months later. We don't uh, I, I never heard any of that stuff discussed, frankly, the origin of the virus or, or uh, any of these issues. So th- those emails and the issues that you're talking about uh, predated me by six months. I was an advisor to the president and also part of the task force, but only from, from August on. So, uh, you know, I think that, but, but to comment on the emails and everything, I think that this is what, what's another example of how uh, the lack of trust in science and the lack of trust in public health leaders is now a big problem in the United States. Because what we glean from these emails, and I'm just reading them, I, know, I have no special knowledge of it, uh, is that uh, as we saw in the previous trove of emails, there was a, an effort to squash the concept that it might have come out of a lab instead of uh, it, it was not all that it that it was naturally occurring, even though that letter to Lancet was written. And it seems like there was a group effort to get that letter from scientists written to intimidate further uh, discovery mm-hmm. of what actually happened. And now that information shows at least raises a question of who was funding this research. So I think there's a lot of questions here that that need to be answered. Uh, And I hope we're still living in a world where facts matter, but I have my doubts. Yeah, I have my doubts, too. Um, But we are there are two Americas now, um, and I don't know which one wins. And I don't know how this game is even played um, when you don't trust things like this. Ivermectin thing is crazy. 
is absolutely crazy, as crazy as the hydroxychloroquine. That's been around forever, and they can help prevent just exactly like this new vaccine. You take it, and it can help prevent you from getting it. It doesn't guarantee you're not, but it can help prevent you. It can also lessen the, uh, lessen the, uh, the symptoms. And yet, for some reason, these are still off bounds. Well, here, here's the issue. My, my take on, the, on these drugs that you've mentioned uh, is the following. We know that these drugs have, are safe drugs when taken as directed. Uh, they've been around for decades, 35, 40 you know, years. Uh, billions of doses have been given safely on both ivermectin and uh, hydroxychloroquine. The question comes, though, uh, the, the real data is that there's been analyses of all these sort of clinical observational trials, uh, some of which were good, some of which weren't, and there is conflicting conclusion drawn. So the failure here is 18 months after the pandemic, we still have an NIH that has not conducted the appropriate large-scale clinical trial on a safe, widely available drug that by its biochemical, its mechanism of action, its impact in a lab setting indicates it, it might work. And so this is what's unconscionable here. There is a suppression and a lack of, of function by the NIH to do its job. This is a heinous, really, failure that they have not yet, 18 months later, conducted the appropriate clinical trial, and they've outlawed using these drugs when they are already FDA-approved and safe. That is unheard of. When a drug is FDA-approved as a prescribing doctor, you then get to use your judgment as to when it's used, by the way. This is unprecedented that, that it's been banned for use, that pharmacists have been banning doctors from prescribing it, et cetera. So the failure here is really incredible. Uh, we're living again where there is no – I, I want to get to one point, which that article says, which basically there is no such thing as science if you don't allow the evidence to come forward and to do the scientific process of things like clinically controlled trials, etc. You have to see the information. Science does not function by having a, quote, prevailing opinion. Correct. Science does not have a view. The view is the data, and the only way we will ever have truth is to actually allow the data to come forward, to do the scientific method. And without that, I'm afraid that it, you know, it, it's finished. I don't know where to go from there. So are there more people like you? I mean, I know I talk to a lot of doctors, just regular doctors, and they may disagree here and there on different things. You know, the vaccine, they may say, oh, it's perfectly safe. It's fine. Others will say, well, I'm not so sure. Um, but they all generally, local people, generally agree this isn't right what's happening with science. Are, 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 they being, are yeah. people being silenced? Are they afraid? Are they saying it in the shadows? Or do most scientists well, now say, yep, that's the way we got to do it? It's absolutely true that there's been a very effective smear campaign, intimidation campaign. You know, as you mentioned uh, or alluded to, I was subjected to that yeah. by uh, people, certain professors at Stanford University, which is really uh, a disgrace. It's, it's a stain on the university. And I, I could say this, the vitriol of their rebukes indicate the weakness of their argument and their insecurity about the data. 
They don't know the data. They refuse to acknowledge the data or they don't understand how to analyze data. But be that as it may, there is never a case where university faculty should suppress views. The universities in the United States are supposed to be the centers for the free exchange of ideas. They are an egregious failure right now, particularly where I am. And it's still ongoing. There have been other people pressured. In fact, I've had hundreds of doctors and scientists from all over the country call me saying, keep going, Scott. This has been going on for over a year, but we cannot come forward. We're afraid for our families and for our jobs. And even people at Stanford University are saying that. So as they try to keep intimidating and suppressing uh, views that they don't like, these professors are really uh, creating massive damage and harm to the public good, not just by their incorrect views and their failure to correct their views, but by also intimidating the search for the truth that we so desperately need. How do they not see that they are, have become the Dark Ages church? Listen, ignorance is a very powerful uh, trait, I guess. Uh, you know, these are the flat earthers of today, frankly. This is what is happening here. Uh, the suffocation of debate, some of these things are, are actually shown very clearly, some of these issues. In fact, everything I said was, was not only true back a year and a half ago, but it has remained true today. Every single thing scientifically true. And yet they still refuse to believe that the earth is round. And part of the problem in the United States, and if I may go on, is that the media is complicit in this. Your, your field, I'm not blaming you personally, but yeah. your field is a disgrace. It is. Uh, and instead of finding truth, because we as a people in a free society depend on the media or have in the past to seek out uh, the truth and speak objectively. And when that is lost, there's this complicit a very perverse relationship between the media, the so-called prevailing view of academia and social media, and this, this, this real censorship that's frightening but going on in the United States and based on smear campaigns. Uh, you know, I, I like to think the truth will prevail uh, and we cannot give up. But we're in a stage now where Americans really have lost trust and appropriately lost trust in so-called experts. They shouldn't believe what they hear on TV. They shouldn't believe what the government officials are spouting. The, the responsibility now is very individualized. The people that are in this country have to take it upon themselves. And it's very difficult very to difficult. figure out who to trust and to look at the data. Yeah. And by the way, they are responsible for what happens to their children, individual parents. You are in control of your children and your family. You get to decide. You don't wait in my view, people ask me all the time, when will the CDC say this? When will Dr. Fauci say this? When will the government say this? The answer is never. You have to decide when it is your responsibility to do what's right. I'm going to leave it there. Thank you very much, Dr. Scott Atlas. Uh, thank you for everything that you're doing. Thank you for the stand that you've taken. Be it right or wrong, honestly, Scott. You have a right to say it and a right not to be smeared and uh, a right to speak what you believe is true. And it is disgraceful and um, uh, um, society ending when our scientists can't have that freedom. Thank you so much. Sponsor this half hour is American Financing. You've worked hard where you are today to get there, and you definitely, well, I mean, unless you're a drug dealer. No, if you were a drug dealer, you earned that money, too. Gosh, wow. 
hateful of me. Anyway, you understand the value of a dollar and you hate to spend more on something than you absolutely need to. So when you're giving money to the bank, why are you giving them so much money? You could get away with a lower interest rate. Um, They just don't want you to. Well, I'm tired of giving these banks all this money. I'm going to give them exactly what they need and require, not a penny more. If you're looking at your financial game and you want to take it to the next level, look into ways to save yourself hundreds, if not $1,000 every single month with American Financing. Find out how. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334. www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck Program. Uh, I'm so excited. I'm on the edge of my seat. Uh, Me too. Just as it looks like we're at the downside of uh, the latest COVID variant. It does look like that, by the way. The hospitalizations seem to have passed their peak in another downturn. Mm -hmm. And many of the early states, especially Florida and the southern states. And now now Joe Biden steps to the microphone (laughs) to give his uh, his latest plan on COVID vaccines. And what he's going to do is uh, and we have to watch the wording carefully today. Um, He's going to make it mandatory for all federal workers and those who contract with the federal government to have the vaccine. Um, And the reason why I say we have to be careful on how we word this is if the labor unions don't agree. Now, maybe they've already, you know, been to the White House and have negotiated all of the terms. Uh, But if the labor unions don't agree, it ain't happening. And we now know that the scientific advice coming from the uh, from Washington, the White House, the CDC, was influenced by the teachers union. We well, now have we emails all voted that show. For the, we all voted for the teachers union. I don't remember voting. I wouldn't I think do that because I'm don't pretty think, sure. I don't think they do a good job. And so no. I would not have voted for them. No, I, I wouldn't have remember. voted for them either. But somehow or another, they're controlling policy. That's incredible. Yeah. And they're controlling science. And right. Over and I, I've seen a few people now call this out a few, but very few that they are completely at odds with the science on these vaccines when it comes to these booster shots. Oh, yeah. They, they, there's no evidence at all. There's no data that shows that we should be having giving booster shots to to uh, the you know if you're immunocompromised, if you're very old, perhaps. But there's no evidence of this. And the scientists are all saying it. They're saying, like, we don't know what data they're going off of. They're trying to pressure the FDA. We've had people resign Uh to protest how they are doing this, walking against the science. They are pushing against what scientists are saying about the effectiveness of these vaccines. They're saying, the administration is saying they're not working when they are. Now, of course... That sounds crazy because we've been talking about these vaccine mandates. But on the other hand, they can't put in new restrictions on people if they're working. So it's to their advantage to say they're not working. And they keep saying they're not working. It really is. a It's a it's a fantastic little little thing they've got going on uh, right now. And it's really it's really it's agonizing. And I have only seen a couple mainstream people actually point out that they are actually at odds with the science right now they are not listening to it well i can't wait to see the speech today Mm. and bring you all the news on it tomorrow with bill o'reilly on friday's program
This is the Glenn Beck Program.